Hey, what's up, guys? We are back once again with the ETO podcast, El Tri Online podcast. Once again, uh, with me, your boy Luis P. Joined today, as always, by Joe El Jefe Rodriguez. How you doing, Joe? Hey, what's up, Luis? How's it going, man? I'm pretty good, pretty good. Uh, getting ready to go out to San Antonio tomorrow. Oh, yeah, we got a bunch of stuff going on in uh, different parts of the country, especially with El Tri plane. So that's a lot to look forward to. And also by El Super Mojado. Super, what's up, man? How you doing? Hey, what's up, guys? I'm also, uh, you know, waiting. I can't wait to uh, get to the Mexico-U.S. game. You know, it's, they're, they're coming to my backyard, so we'll be there for sure. Yeah, man, uh, something to definitely look forward to. I know everybody, it's going to be the talk of uh, this this week when it comes to soccer. Uh, that's a big rivalry game. However, uh, let's get uh, right into it and talk about La Liga MX. We just got done with the doble jornada because of the, the FIFA uh, friendlies that are coming up. Uh, Joe, let's start with you. Uh, anything uh, stick out in your mind from this doble jornada? Any highs and lows, man? Well, uh, I can't say this enough. I think for me the biggest high of uh, the doble jornada has, was probably the uh, the Atlas win over America, uh, over Club America. I mean, I think that uh, nobody saw that coming. It, de- it definitely was a quinella destroyer for for many, uh, you know, I don't think many people even picked the draw, but for Atlas to score one nothing, um, you know, I mean, the, to to win three nothing against uh, Club America, America, it's a really really impressive uh, task and and huge uh, huge thing for them. Uh, as far as the lows, uh, I think uh, well, obviously, you know, Caixinha and Cruz Azul not being able to come up, and obviously that costed uh, Caixinha his job. Uh, but then also, you know, I know Chivas only ended up playing one of the games, but uh, the fact that Chivas only got one point, uh, you know, while some teams ended up getting, you know, the six points, it's uh, it's not great. I mean, Chivas is like in, what, 17th place right now? So uh, still in relegation <laughs> zone, still in danger, and that really, really worries me. They're not they're not that low, man. <laughs> okay, they're yeah. in 15th place. <laughs> Yeah, no, man. As a as a as an Atlas fan, a diehard Atlas fan, I, honestly, that's that's one of the highlights. Uh, I don't think it's just because they beat America. I think it's more of the way they did it. Uh, that's kind of like the Atlas you you want to see. So I'm I'm coming off a, a huge high off of that. And the fact that like you you mentioned it, and uh, when we do our our goals of the week, you put Trejo off five. <laughs> I'm not, I mean, you put Atlas off five in the the top team of the week. Uh, Huge shout out for that one, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Don't celebrate too soon, though, Luis, because you know Atlas oh, no. uh, beat a America that is not, uh, you know, doesn't have a full team. It's mostly uh, young players, so you know <laughs> you yeah, cannot. Hey, but, but well, yeah, at least let me have this one, Super. All right. Well, what about you, stupid? Any, any, any highs and lows that you saw? <laughs> well, you know, Querétaro. Querétaro is, uh, you know, staying at top, super leader. You know, that's, I think that's a, a great thing for, uh, for uh, you know, Los Queretanos and, uh, and you know, Bucetich. That he, once again, like I, I pointed out in the past that uh, – Whenever he grabs a team, he shows what kind of a you know a coach he is. He's just one of the best in Mexico, you know, Mex- Mexican uh, coaches. 
So, you know, for them to be on top for all these weeks, uh, you know, it's it sh- we should be standing out for you know for for all of us you know stand out and uh well the lows joe said it chivas you know they can't seem to you know catch up uh they're playing good i mean they're i'm not saying that they're playing horrible it's not the worst i've seen of them it's just that you know they just can't score dude it's just crazy it's just you know, they, they he even took out Peralta. You know, uh, Tomas Boy took out Peralta. He put Alexis Vega, and still nothing happened. You know, so they just they just have to get better players, I think. Uh, and I don't know if Boy is gonna make it to the end of the season. You know? Yeah, it doesn't look like it, man. Um, but one of the highs definitely of that of the of the weekend also was the golazo by uh, Miguel Ponce, man. Talk yeah. about a golazo. Yes, that was that was a great goal. That too was bad, great... too bad. Like, uh, too bad a golazo alone by itself doesn't automatically give you the win in the three points, you know. Yes, yes, <laughs> too bad, man. <laughs> because, but you know, uh, talking about golazos, I mean, we had some great goals this this uh, past past week, actually weekend. Um, Querétaro and Puebla gave gave us two of them, and I think for me, those were the top two two goals from. Uh, from that game, so you know, uh, and Atlas was that from the round you mean, or from because there was only two goals in that game. Yeah, well, Querétaro uh, scored one, and then Puebla it was one one, but both goals right, were, right, right. were great right. goals. You said, were, you said they were the top two goals from that game. I was like, wait, no, no, the from only for <laughs> top two, top <laughs> two, the, the best two goals of the of the week actually of the weekend. Okay. For me, uh, for me, it it was it was those two goals that you know. Uh, of course, right, right. A, after it, the Chivas, <laughs> and it kind of goes to show you that uh, I mean, a, a game that most people probably just said, uh, "It's Querétaro Puebla." I'm not gonna watch it. Uh, I, I I was guilty of that, and then when I saw the recap later, I'm like, "Holy crap! What did I miss?" <laughs> like you missed the chance to see well, those goals live. Just shows you how uh, Liga MX every game is uh, might give you something to talk about, man. Well, yeah, you know the goals were great, but you know I don't know the rest of the game, so <laughs> I don't know how it went. So I didn't, I don't think I missed as much. <laughs> All right. Well, just to uh, just to touch up on something you said, Joe, uh, what is going on with the the, the big four in uh, Liga MX? If the Liguilla started today. The only team that would be in would be America, Cruz Azul, Pumas, and Chivas would all be out. Uh, like you said earlier, uh, the fact that Cruz Azul is doing so bad cost uh, Caipinha his job already. Uh, and I think Super touched up on it a little bit as well. Uh, do you think that if Chivas stays on this track uh, and Unam does as well, uh, those coaches are, are on the hot seat uh, already? Or do you think they, they still have a little more time? Uh, let's start with your joke. Well, I think that... Uh... They're definitely on the hot seat. I think any time you take a, a gig like the one, uh, you know, from Chivas or Cruz Azul or Pumas, America, you name it, those four, those four big, uh, uh, four big clubs uh, in Liga MX, anytime you take on those, you're automatically going to be in a hot seat from day one. You know, you don't even have to play a game to start feeling the pressure. So I think that they've been on the hot seat. Now the fact that they're not doing great uh, is getting that seat a little bit warmer. Uh, do they make it to the end of the season? Really unlikely, and obviously it depends on the results, you know, but um, I, I, I'm hoping 
that Chivas does turn turn things around. Uh, you know, because uh, another Liguilla without Chivas in it is not good for Liga MX. Um, and that's just, again, that's my personal opinion is a, is, a, is a Chivista. But at the same time, you know, when we talk about Mexican soccer glory days, uh, a lot of it was typically dependent on Chivas and, uh, you know, the type of uh, play that they had, because obviously Chivas is the only team to, to have nothing but Mexican uh, players siding in their squad. So it's really it, it's really reflective of how strong the national team is as well. So, um, but anyway, that's not the point. The point is that I don't see these coaches making it uh, towards the end of the season. If you want to play an answer. All right. Uh, what about you, Super? Uh, do you uh, share well, Joel's opinion on this, or uh, have some, a different take? Well, I mean, I, I hope that they they fin- they let Tomas Boy finish, even though I'm not. You know, like I said, I'm not. It's seven. They have seven games, two wins, two two draws, and only three losses. So, if it's it's not too too bad, they're playing good. They just have to get like the um the scoring part. You know, they have to you know increase that uh that the uh that um you know they have to increase their scoring so they can do better because you know Pumas Pumas is it's it's right they're right there they're number nine. They're, they have 12 points, and they're tied with Ma- Monterey. So they're not doing too bad. They're only down by uh, by goals scored, you know, because they both have one goal differential. So I think Pumas is doing okay. And they they had also a, a good win uh, this past uh, weekend uh, against Toluca. So, you know, they're, like I said, they're one step away. Cruz Azul... We'll see if they bring Turco Mohamed. They're talking about that he's the number one candidate, you know, to take the seat. I think Turco has show, showed us that he's a great coach also. He's, uh, Liga MX, is it, it fits well for him. You know, he has done great things. He did, uh, you know, he, uh, he got a championship with America, a championship with uh, Tijuana, you know. So he's shown us that... Uh, He's he's a great coach. He couldn't get it with Monterey, but he had them like uh, play at top all the time. So uh, once again, I hope uh, they don't get rid of uh, Boy. They let him finish the season, but um, I don't know. We'll see how it goes, man. Everything anything could happen after the break because you could either either you could either improve or just dig your hole deep, deeper. Yeah, keep you know? falling in the rabbit hole. Well, here's the thing too, and 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 you said it. You said it just uh, a couple of seconds ago. Um, you know, with Liga MX, it's still early, and because the game, the the teams are always so close in the table and the standings. Uh, you know, all it takes is just like two or three rounds for a team that was like you know in the 15 or 16 spot to be in playoff. You know, in playoff contention. Sometimes even less. Sometimes literally a swing of two games you know, to put a team that was out of the playoffs in the playoffs. And obviously anything can happen in the playoffs. So that's the, the, the great thing about Liga MX, you know, that it's literally any given Sunday, any given team could win. I mean, who expected San Luis to, to win, right? Yeah. I don't think a lot of people expect <laughs> that. was another Canela buster. <laughs> For sure, you know. But my point is that, yeah, like on any given Sunday, anything could win. And, you know, like I said, you know, the team that was in the playoff mix, you know, can very easily also be out of the playoffs. So... Uh, there's just a lot, a lot of games to be uh, left to be played. Yeah, and 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 another thing to <clears throat> to talk about was is Cruz Azul that 
<clears throat> excuse me. Um, the coach didn't really leave. I I know he's he wasn't doing that bad either, but he left more because of external issues. You know, all these comments about uh, our country. You know, Mexico, and uh, uh, he was criticizing. And he was just talking crap about the country. And then he was talking crap about other people, and he brought all this stuff about fake news. Uh, you know, it, you know, it didn't go well. It didn't go well when he he started using Donald Trump's line. You know, that's when you know that he was gonna go down. <laughs> you know, fake news. Uh, you know, once he got stepped into those, uh, you know, subjects, then that's what really hurt him. I don't think he's uh he's uh you know, he's the way that he was leading the team. I don't think that was the, that's why he left. I think it was more external issues. So too bad for him, you know, it sucks. <laughs> and no, he, uh, he just concentrated on the, on the, uh, on the team and leave the other stuff aside. I think he would have still been there because Cruz Azul is not one of those teams that just fires coaches uh, left and right. They're, they usually keep their coaches. Uh, they stick with them, you know, till the end. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's one of those things, like uh, Joe said, uh, even though Caixinha had coached in Mexico before, he had coached a team like Santos, where the, the spotlight isn't on you as soon as you get hired. And with Cruz Azul, with the fact that they haven't won a championship in so long, whoever they appoint is going to come under fire almost immediately. And I think that's what he couldn't handle. And then that's, that's when he went to the, uh, the Trumpian, let's call them, uh, quotes that he started having in the, uh, with the press. But... Um, uh, super, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, when Mohamed won his championship with America, wasn't Pelaez there, and they left on some icy, icy conditions there? Do you think they'll be able yeah. to work together in Cruz Azul if they do bring him in? Uh, well, they uh, there's rumors too that Pelaez is leaving. You know that they don't like what he's doing. So, I mean, I don't know for sure, but. Two for one, right? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> maybe, maybe it's one of the conditions that Turco is gonna ask for. Pelas has to go if you want me to come there. <laughs> because you're right, they did end up, you know, in a bad. You know, he left because of Pelas. They did not, not. kind of like, you know, well, they were not if, good if, together. Uh, if for any reason El Turco doesn't wind up coming to Cruz Azul, do you see any other options out there that might be able to dig uh, Cruz Azul out of the hole, Joe? Uh, as far as uh, coaches, I mean, the thing about Liga MX, uh, it's um, it's a carousel wheelhouse or wheelhouse like one or I guess it's about the same thing, right? It's, carousel. It's, it's a Ferris wheel that the, the coaches in Mexico yeah. have Ferris wheel. <laughs> exactly. So, like, I wouldn't be surprised if somebody like Ojitos Mesa, who just got canned, you know, ends up like being the coach at Cruz Azul or something like that. I just feel that they need new blood. You know, they, uh, they need new blood and they need to like just give new head coaches an opportunity. You know what I mean? They say that um, but they said that, that there's rumors well, that if uh, if Turco doesn't take well, if Turco is number one option and then it's uh, Paco Palencia as a second uh, option. So I think it's going to be between one of them, too. Yeah, and Paco Valencia, like, you know, he was, uh, who was he last with Pumas, right? He was head coach with Pumas uh, last. I believe it was. Uh, I think it was Lobos, he, huh? Yeah, Lobos. Lobos. It, was it was first Pumas and then Lobos. Okay, so uh, yeah, but again, again, it's a guy who has like you know some prior experience. Uh, you know, I mean, they could maybe even go after like a Cardoso, uh, who was a coach with Chivas. I don't know if he's coaching right now. 
or Bruno Marioni, you know what I mean? Those guys that Jared's barely started coaching recently too. Um, but again, I feel like they just need to start giving like other, you know, like just fresh blood, some opportunity to, to coach. But I mean, in order for that to happen, major modifications need to be changed. And I don't want to get too much into that political aspect of things. You know, that's way, way above my pay grade, but, um, that's just my opinion. You know, new blood and coaching also needs to take, uh, no, well, then they have shown that they 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 can do do the job, you know. Like Paco Valencia, you said he did a great job with Lobos. He was, you know, he wasn't doing too bad. Also, uh, Rafa Puente uh, was doing a great job, you know. I I think those are the coaches that you're gonna be seeing more often now, you know, in teams in teams like that. So uh, you're right. I think they should give new opportunities, and I think they got. I mean, they're doing it. Just to just goes to show you, uh, these guys are young, younger guys, so it's not um, it's not more of the same, you know. Right. But by the same uh, token, uh, Joe, do you think that if say they do announce somebody new, maybe uh, an assistant coach or somebody who's coaching with them in the the U twenty three level or something like that, he's going to be met with a lot more uh, criticism because it's not a well known coach coming into one of the big teams in Mexico. No, I don't think so, because I think that uh, it's, you know, Cruz Azul's at the point where, like, they're so desperate. I think uh, people will view things as innovative, you know, uh, thinking outside the box. I think that, uh, you know, even as a fan, I would I would be thinking this. Why do I want a coach that may have some kind of history or whatever? Like, even if it's like, you know, decent history, but not great, um, you know, to come in. And then to what? Get us into the final? Like, I don't want a guy that's going to get us into the final or into the Liga. I want a guy that that's going to help us win a championship. And the reality is that, yeah, just because there's a lot of these coaches that have a lot of experience, um, you know, they, they could, like, you know, they can boost your team up. They could make them, you know, play in, as one of the top teams. But I think a lot of those coaches are also missing the it factor. You know what I mean? So I, as a fan – what I would want is for my team to be like, okay, we need to like just be innovative, be open-minded, and just think of whatever, you know, just basically experiment. That's what I mean. Like, what do they have to lose, you know? I mean, will they be criticized? Of course, but it doesn't matter. They're going to criticize them because not everybody's going to like the coach, and that's just the way that, you know, sports work, period. Somebody's not going to be happy even if you bring the best. You could bring in, like, Jose Mourinho, <laughs> You know, to coach Cruz Azul, <laughs> but somebody's gonna be out. Somebody else is gonna be like, "Oh, he doesn't know Liga and Max." He, blah he's blah blah. Park the bus. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that, that's my point. You know, it doesn't matter like what you do. So, like, why not take chances on new people? Might as well, right? Yeah, I mean, it's it's a good point, and like you said, uh, even if they bring a uh, uh, Mourinho, and if people are gonna talk, uh, like. I mean, even us, we might have a, a, a segment on it as well. Uh, speaking of, yeah. of trying new things, though, uh, Joe, why don't you tell us what's going on with the Quinella uh, now that we discussed all the uh, Quinella busters that we had this week? Oh, geez, man. <laughs> so so the Quinella um, was one. So this, this past week actually was combined into two rounds. Uh, it was week seven and eight. Uh, and it was a very, very close one. Um, it appears as though... Uh, a person by the name of Aguila Real uh, ended up winning 56 points to 54 
who was uh, scored by Josue America 17. I'm assuming he's an America fan. <laughs> uh, and wait, Aguilar Real. Oh, shoot. So now that I think about it, it's two America fans that were like first and second. So they're probably, they're probably cheating, as you know. Most of America fans and I mean, America just know. Yeah, the, Televisa's involved in it somehow. They're fixing games to, somehow, to sabotage their team. It's tinted. <laughs> and wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Hold on just a second. And you know what? You wanna you wanna know something that I just found out that makes me believe that it was tinted indeed. <laughs> apparently, apparently, it turns out that Aguila Real is related to one of us. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> yep. It's it's not the infamous super super cousin, right? <laughs> not the infamous super cousin, because I would have lost it, and I would have probably try to cheat myself <laughs> <laughs> nope super why don't you tell him who that is that's uh aguila real man that's my father man <laughs> americanista de hueso colorado like we say you know he's a hardcore american fan man you know so that got me thinking that got me thinking wait a minute <laughs> Is that super Kinella? Or is that super <laughs> or, or did he Here just take my uh, did he just take my advice from uh, last uh, podcast where I let people know to ask Super who he's picking? <laughs> go complete opposite of it. Right? You Probably might, I, think, end up winning. I think that's what he did actually, because I <laughs> sucked this past week, you know. You know, since he's a, uh, an America fan, I'm a Chivas fan, we do completely the opposite. So that's what he wants. <laughs> So anyway, well, we want to congratulate him regardless. Uh, you know, we don't have any crazy rules where like family members and friends can't participate, you know, so we want to congratulate your dad. Um, you know, we're very, very ethical here. We don't like manipulate numbers. Uh, we give everybody the same chance. So, uh, you know, kudos to uh, Mr. Mister Mojado for, uh, <laughs> you know, for winning his quinella. And now, uh, you know, so we're going to, as usual, we uh, we ask the participants to uh, the winners to give us like two to three weeks uh, to give them the price. I'm still uh, working on putting that price together, and uh, because he's local, uh, we'll probably end up delivering the the price to him as well. There you go. Yeah. Uh, it was actually pretty cool last week, right? That we ended up doing that. Yeah. I don't know if you caught that, Luis. Yeah, you. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, if it was all over uh, social media, so that was a, that was a good surprise we gave to this guy, man. So. Yeah, Gona zero five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, by the way, Gona, if you're listening to us, saludos, Gona. Uh, thank you for allowing us to uh, to uh, you know come into your uh, your home to deliver your price, man. We really appreciate it, dude. Yeah, and, uh, I saw the video. Uh, like Super said, it was all over social media. Maybe next time you should take the the lead, Joe, because I think anytime you answer the door and a masked man's yelling at you, it, <laughs> it, it, <laughs> it might not end well. Every time, man. That's true. <laughs> That's what I told him, and I, I be, be prepared to run. <laughs> we, were, we were a little concerned, but you know, you know, it was good. It was a good thing that uh, going out was a very easygoing guy, so you know, no, no harm was caused. But anyway, so that's what's going on with the Quinella. and then obviously next week uh, when we uh, when we relaunch, we're gonna take a little hiatus because of the FIFA break. But the following week, uh, we're gonna come back, and it's gonna be week nine. And, I, and that's where we're going to make the official announcement of the grand prize for the regular season uh, winners. Right now, it looks as though like uh, the lead um, is only two points by Alex 
zero two. Uh, I can't remember like his username, but anyway, so Alex leads uh, Agoseg, I think, by two points. So that regular season is getting really, really, really close. So if you haven't played, if you haven't started playing yet, or for whatever reason you started and you, you just stopped, like you know, playing the Quinella, trust me, when you see the price next week, you're definitely gonna want to be uh, involved in this. It's gonna get, it's gonna get very, very. Uh, you know, it's going to turn very appealing to, to most of you uh, as soon as you find out that price. Awesome, All right, so that awesome, gives us something yeah, to wait. look forward to as soon as, uh, like you said, if you're not on the Quinella already, uh, join. Uh, very easy. Go on eltreeonline.com, click on the ETO Quinella, register, make your picks, and uh, we can't wait because even I think, uh, even me and Super are, are anxious to know what uh, the yeah, grand prize is. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, we'll we start, we're going to start studying to make our picks because, uh, I don't think uh, anybody from the uh, ETO family has has come close to the top, have they, Joe? No, no. <laughs> I think, uh, as a matter of fact, I think uh, maybe it's somebody related to Super who's like up in in that mix. Well, Aguilar Real, right? My dad just went up to fifth place, man. So <laughs> it's up there. Well, there, you go. there you go. That was a good, that was a good week. So you know he's approaching. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we hey, man, we, a, a, a conference called a. Talk to everybody because uh, we can't be getting beat every week, Joe. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. The, the ETO and the ETO fam is just, you know, not doing well. I mean, like, I think Leo has been uh, one of the closest ones. Obviously, Super did, a, you know, pretty good a couple of weeks as well. But um, I think for me, it was like the best I've had, the best uh, the best round I've had. Um, so, I mean, I, I suck. I tend not to do well because – a lot of the times I just go with gut and, you know, but anyway, that's why you play, uh, you know, the Quinella and it's very easy. We made it very, very easy for people to do. Uh, like you said, all they got to do is just register and then just basically pick the score, save, and that's it. Then you enter. That's it. There's nothing else you got to do. Yep. It's nice and easy, man. And we all want to go to the uh, Champions League final. So you guys got to keep playing. Oh, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> Well, actually, now uh, now that you bring it up, Super, uh, what are things going on this week? Why Vikinella is going to be on a short hiatus, if you will, is because we do have the uh, the rivalry game this week, Mexico-USA. Uh, we'll probably talk about that a little more on our next podcast. But as for now, uh, Super, you're going to be at the game, aren't you? Yes, I'll be there uh, Friday. So if everyone just come look looking for me, you know. You, you guys want to be featured in our in our website and our social media, so it's gonna be cool. You know, a great game, U.S. versus Mexico. You know, and it's right here, close to us. Uh, not not they you don't know, come here often, so we can't miss it. <laughs> yeah, they certainly don't. Uh, I wanted to say something really quick, and I wanted to bring this up because I saw in one of our comments. Uh, I mean, uh, in one of our posts, that uh, somebody posted a comment. Uh, I think uh, our social media producers posted, you know, it's the rematch of the Gold Cup final. And this person, I don't know who it was, like said something along the lines, like, oh, no, it's not the rematch. It's just a friendly. And I was about to reply, but I was just like, no, I don't think I need to reply because at the end of the day, I mean, obviously people can have like, (laughs) no, yeah, well, people can say whatever they want, but the reality is that you know, anytime these two play, whether it's a rematch or not, or a final or not, or friendly or not, it's like one of the most intense games, period, you know? So I, I think that, you know, anytime 
you see Mexico and the U.S. going at it, uh, it's going to be a fun game to watch, man. And Mexico is not going to want to lose. The U.S. is not going to want to lose. So I'm really excited to to watch this one on Friday. You know, so it, it's um, it's just uh, it's going to be an entertaining game, to say the least. Yeah, and they, <laughs> they come with full rosters, so they're going to be with full rosters. So that's going to be pretty... Yeah, it's going to be a, a, right. a view of what we have to expect for the next four years because these two, uh, both teams are have new coaches. Uh, it's a new generation, if you will, of, of teams on both sides. And uh, just to add a little to what you said, Joe, uh, uh, here we don't get a lot of the big teams like a, a Selección. What we do get is these, um, what do they call them? Uh, they're matches where, uh, like, veterans come to play. Like uh, people who used to play on the U.S. team. Oh, leyendas! There you go, a leyendas game. <laughs> We've had uh, a few leyenda games here, and trust me, even though it's a it's a little seven on seven, nine on nine leyendas game, the the venue gets full, and it is not a friendly. It is not just an exhibition. Trust me on that. <laughs> so, like you said, well, any, sure. anytime then... both both the U.S. and Mexico square off, it's going down. Here's, here's here's the best analogy that I think I've ever given uh, when people talk about a friendly and, and it's only a friendly. I always think about myself when I play a cascara, right? When I play a pickup game. Even in a pipka in a pickup game, I don't want to lose. And I'm definitely not no professional, you know? I didn't I uh, I just love to play because it's fun and it's competitive, but I don't want to lose and I don't think anybody who's playing wants to lose. So why on earth would any professional, especially playing against one of their biggest rivals, even if it's a friendly, want to lose or not take the game serious? You know? Correct. Yeah. It just doesn't make sense to me. And this game is like an America Chivas, so, you know, <laughs> it's, a, it's a big game. So it's not friendly or not, you know. And you guys can remember, like, uh, Linus and the, the other kid from uh, us that that yeah, was that a friendly or no that was an eliminatoria right uh, but <laughs> but that was a uh, you know they get heated so yeah i think the, yeah. the analogy you gave works in that one as well too but it, it's, it's like a america uh, chivas because it, it's like in your house it, it's a house divided when it comes to those games especially right. for people like yeah. uh, like us latinos living in uh, uh or the u.s for sure americans living in the u.s uh I, I've, I've seen it in my house. A lot of dads are hardcore Mexican fans. A lot of maybe the, the, the older kid is a Mexico fan. And then you got that middle kid or the younger kid who's like, no, I'm, a, I'm Team USA, dad. And, and, and there's a right. everyone in the family now. So yes. I mean, it, it's an interesting game. Oh, yeah. it, it's, it's a lot of fun to watch. And then uh, you're going to be getting and, to be a part of it, man. And another thing, uh, interesting thing to look forward to is to see uh, what the crowd is going to be like. Uh, you know, uh, remember that. Mexico always plays at home here, so we'll we'll see now that uh, that uh, in Chicago when they played, uh, that was mostly Mexican crowd. So we'll we'll see what happens over here. Oh, it'll be a home, it'll be a home crowd. It'll be a home game for Mexico. There's over one million over one million Mexicans in New York City. So. There you go. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're gonna have, you're gonna have plenty of people to talk to, so don't don't, don't get scared or anything, man. You, you'll be good, man. Exactly. <laughs> don't worry, scare them away. All right. Then, well, uh, with that, we are gonna come to the close of uh, this podcast. Uh, Joe, any any last words, man? No. Uh, like I said, I'm heading out to San Antonio. 
Uh, I'm there for a conference uh, for the National Association of Hispanic Journalists, uh, or EIJ, as they call it, Excellence, Excellence in Journalism. Uh, so if any of you guys uh, you know, are looking to break into uh, El Tri Online or into the, uh, the world of journalism, sports journalism in particular, uh, you know, shoot, shoot us a note. Send us a message uh, via any one of our social media outlets, or you can uh, you know, uh, reach out to me at Worldwide Mexican on, Inst- on Instagram. Uh, or just say hello at the conference, you know, and uh, let me know that you heard the podcast and that uh, you're interested in, uh, you know, uh, forming part of uh, the ETO family. Um, and then obviously the, you know, the following week uh, will be the the big matchup against Argentina. Super. What about you? Any far, any final words? Well, you know, once again, uh, I'm, I can't wait for the game on Friday and, and I'm going to, I want to invite anyone that is going to attend to the game to, uh, you know, look us up and uh, come talk to us, you know, and thank you guys once again. And uh, I'll see you next next time. All right. And once again, uh, for myself, Luis P, Joel Jefe Rodriguez, and El Super Mojado, thank you for listening to the ETO podcast. See you guys later.